Coming up on This Week in Games, it's the slow week. We have a low-key Nintendo Direct, Take-Two CEO speaking at investment bankers, and key hires at Twitch and Riot. Coming up, This Week in Games. Welcome to This Week in Games. I'm your host, Eric McConnell. We have a slow, slow week, everyone, so <laughs> there's not a lot to go around. Let's start off with a Nintendo Direct. So these random Nintendo promotional videos are back again, and this time we had a slew of pretty much inconsequential announcements. So 3DS, Switch titles, uh, ports, peripherals, you know, nothing really. Nothing really amazing. So the highlights for me, a new Game Freak RPG called Town. So for those who don't know, Game Freak are the developers of Pokemon, the inventors and creators. They own a third of all Pokemon, or no, half of all Pokemon. They own a half, Nintendo owns the other half. And then when it comes to Pokemon Go, Niantic owns a third of it, and it's split three ways. Yes. Another game, a new Luigi Mansion, because... I don't know. I can't, like, did the GameCube one even sell anything? And the most interesting thing, probably ports of Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, and 12. But those things have been ported to everything. I mean, I think my toaster can run Final Fantasy 7 at this point. Nothing too crazy. You know, a little Super Smash Brothers character announcements, some other crazy ports. But to be honest, pretty disappointing. I have a little attention span these days, Nintendo. Like, pretty low. And I'm trying to plow through Jack Ryan. I'm trying to do some other things in my lives. I need you to be more exciting next time, Nintendo. You can't just be like, hey, remember that game that was popular in 1995? Guess what? Crazy announcement. You can play it on your Switch. <laughs> like, come on. Come on, do something, Nintendo. Something. Give me something. All right, I'm moving on. Low-key week, everyone. So... Keep an eye out on Take-Two stocks. So CEO Strauss Zelnick goes off on the future of the game industry. <laughs> Speaking at a Goldman Sachs conference, or Goldman Sachs Communicopia conference, Zelnick hit on a number of issues, but there's one that troubled me. So he hit on everything from like streaming games to the future of their two big franchises, Grand Theft Auto, NBA 2K. Um, you know, a lot of things. The one that he pissed me off on is subscriptions. And let's go to some quotes. Quote, I don't think the answer is for each company, for each title has a subscription business, and that's transformative. I'm not even sure the subscription model applies to our business. It certainly doesn't apply to the frontline products. Could it apply to catalog products? Yeah, it probably could. Would it? Sure. We participate in business like that? Yes. We will have one of our own? Eh, probably not. Basically, he's saying I would never <laughs> like get rid of the $60 box game. I would think about having like older games and a subscription model. I'm not going to run it ourselves, okay? Another quote. Quote, so there's no competitive advantage to be gamed in distribution when you're in the content business. It does not exist. It is not meaningful long-term competitive advantage to control distribution of any sort. 
Therefore, arguing about whether subscription exists or how to take advantage of it is kind of irrelevant because it's going to be or it won't be a rising tide that will affect all of us. And if it is great, wonderful, we'll be there. And if it isn't, it's not going to change anything. This is where I have to disagree. So he's basically saying if subscription comes, it'll change anything and we'll be right there. And if it doesn't come, then, you know, we'll be right there anyways, because all we do is make content, you know. However, it's very easy to just look at how Netflix has decimated, you know, entertainment industry and kind of like rebuilt it. Think of all the smaller studios and production houses that made all those like terrible CBS sitcoms and all these sitcoms and all these reality shows. And those shows are just, their budgets are decimated. Like if you look on regular over-the-air television, it's terrible like they're not doing well at all and it's all because of netflix and either you're going to be the netflix or you're going to take whatever raw deal netflix gives you so when someone is going to aggregate a large number of like above average games and slap a low price on them suddenly nba 2k19 is no longer worth 60 dollars and not to mention the like 120 dollars in microtransactions or whatever ridiculous thing ridiculous form of gambling NBA 2K19 has now. It's just not going to happen. So if a company has $15 a month and you get to play 10 new games a month and all 10 of the games are, you know, average or above average, people aren't going to be buying your games, man, especially with how aggressive microtransactions are on Take-Two games. And, yeah, I don't think Take-Two, like, a lot of things he says is because, frankly, Take-Two doesn't have the strength of library to have their own subscription service. And he thinks he's going to get, like, heavily courted. But in reality, you know, EA might have the library for the subscription service. Ubisoft might have the library for their own subscription service. And they're not going to come to you and ask Take-Two, hey, um, you know, we'll give you x billion dollars or some kind of crazy profit sharing if you give us your two take two franchises that make money these days you know it's not going to happen so something needs to step up uh nobody's buying superior movies on dvd or blu-ray they're waiting for one of their streaming aggregating platforms to acquire the movie then they'll watch it okay i don't know not a good sign Take-Two stock didn't take a hit after that. It actually went up for a little bit, then it went back down. But, uh, I don't know. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And those are the big news of the week. It only goes downhill from here, guys. All right. Kowloon Knights announces a giant round of funding. So Kowloon Knights is a known game funding source. They just, I don't know, like to pour money into game projects for, like, seed rounds. And they have inked the deal on 10 new projects, each budgeted between $500,000 and $5 million. These include the Darwin Project, which is kind of like a, I'm pretty sure it's a um, Fortnite Battle Royale type game. A Place for the Unwilling, Jin Design's upcoming game, and one of the four new games on the horizon for the recently announced two Kyol games. Now, big title that you probably didn't know, Jin Design. Jin Design is the last Guardian director's Fumito Ueda's new game company. So 
Kowloon Knights is basically funding whatever the hell he's doing now. And frankly, Kowloon Knights must have the patience of a saint because anyone who's going to give away the money is going to be waiting a long time for him to deliver because The Last Guardian is famous for something like shipping seven years late. I don't know. Whatever. These are like these aren't A stories, these aren't B stories, people. We're down to like C and D stories. Nothing happened this week. Next up, X X Riot developers raised two point five million dollars and form Singularity Six. So Aiden Karabosh and Anthony Lung form a new studio off of the seed round from London Venture Partners. Very traditional uh backing there, guys. Not very much like the hotbed of gaming VC. Surprised you got two, $2.5 from them. Now, the weird thing is they aren't making an eSports game. They're not making a competitive game. They're not making a MOBA. They want to make a, quote, a genre-defined social simulation experience. A game that combines deep and compelling micro... No, sorry. Deep and compelling gameplay with a sort of enriching community that can be found in the best antidotes about guilds and games like World of Warcraft, EverQuest, and Ultima Online. So you want to build deep and enriching community experiences based on the guilds and the MMOs you played growing up and probably... Uh, what <laughs> Do you guys even miss the entire point? The whole reason you bonded in those guilds is because you guys all had goals and personality of the guild and how the guild ran in the overall world. It's the dynamic of the people and the theme of the guild compared to the people and the theme of the overall world you're in. And the the world and the like mechanics are what give the guild meaning. They're the reason you log in. You didn't log in to play chatbot with people in the guild. You can do that in other platforms. I don't know. I'm shitting on them. I'm sorry. I'm in a bad mood, guys. All right. Interesting dreams, I'll say. You guys got some money. Now let's see what you can do. I better not, like, this week in games three years from now, be like, oh, yeah, X Riot developers um, apparently lit $2.5 million on fire. So deliver. Next up, Sky partners with Skybound Entertainment to repeat mistakes. Hmm. This sounds like an interesting <laughs> title. European entertainment giant Sky is partnering with the Walking Dead producer Skybound Entertainment on a new joint mobile venture, Skybound Stories. Wow. That sounds super innovative. The kicker, they want to make episodic, story-driven games that give players choices. Holy shit. No one's ever thought of the. Oh, wait. Fuck. They did. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like a company that got rid of about a third of their workforce because the model wasn't compelling enough to make money? That's right. Telltale Games who made what episodic story-driven games that gave player choice with what? The Walking Dead IP failed at this. Okay, but Sky and Skybound Entertainment, they, they got it. <laughs> they got it right. They're going to make that money. Okay, I'm in a really bad mood. I'm sorry, guys. This is almost over. Next up, Game, the UK's GameStop, sees an 8% drop in sales and a year-over-year revenue drop of 6%. They made some serious cuts to the head office to compensate for the revenue drop, but uh, come on, this is gonna <laughs> this is a slow death. It's just like GameStop in America. Big box retailers really don't have much to draw people into their stores. There's no reason to go in. 
No one wants to collect CDs anymore. I mean, unless you're into that, but like me as a gamer, you're damn right. I'm just buying it from the PlayStation Store. Also, I'm definitely buying it from the PlayStation Store because I know the developers get 70% and Sony gets 30%. If you buy it in a big box retailer store, the people who print the plastic CDs get some amount, the store gets some percentage, and then Sony still gets their cut or Microsoft, depending on the platform. And I think the developers probably walk away with anywhere between 50, 60, maybe even as low as 40% of the sale of the game. So it's hard, guys. I mean, you better pray like Amiibos takes off like fire again, but even those are sold in Target. So it's like, what, what, do, you, what do you do to get people into game stores? And I don't have an answer for you guys. I don't know. You figure it out. I have no clue. This is a terrible episode. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Last two stories. So Riot taps former Uber executive Francis Frey to lead culture rehabilitation efforts. So Frey is known as a fixer of toxic cultures. She joined Uber last June during the peak of toxic culture and kind of all the stories that were leaking out of there. After nine months, she returned to teaching at Harvard, stating the job was done. Frey hopes to transform Riot's culture in the same way. I mean, she kind of has a record for this, so there's no reason to think she won't do it. I do think, though, and a lot of people have written stories about this, is like you kind of have to make changes up top. And I don't know if Riot's willing to do it. Tencent might, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Because kind of once Uber got rid of their CEO, you know, the whole culture slowly started to shift. I don't know if Riot's willing to do the same. Next up, Twitch makes three giant hires this week. Michelle Weaver, chief financial officer, CFO. Weaver's a veteran of hired Stitch Fix, Axiom, Gap Inc., and Electronic Arts. 25 years in the finance position. Sundarshara. Ragachari as Chief Human Resource Officer. Rangachari is most recently the VP of Human Resources at Gap Inc. And Katrina Jones is Head of Diversity and Inclusion. Jones had similar roles at Vimeo and Accenture. Big moves for Twitch. Big hires. I don't know. Whatever. What's Twitch doing? Who knows? Guys, this is the worst week in gaming I think we've ever had. So... I apologize and come back next week. I'm Eric McConnell. That was This Week in Games.